Welcome back to Animal Crossing Kids. It is Tuesday, May 26th, and I am here with... Lev from Palm Isle. And... Ellie from Neverland. And... Aton from Orchard 7. And I am Josh from Little Roads. Today we have a very special guest. We are on with the gamer guy, Will Kink, and we're going to be discussing his deep history with the Animal Crossing series. Additionally, we're going to talk briefly about how we almost got to see gold sparkles, and we would love for you all to join our Discord so that we could pursue gold sparkles together. Anyways, we'll be back in just a moment. Thanks for tuning in today. Well, hello, is this Will? Yes, hello. Hi, Will. Hi. Holy cow, we're actually doing it. We're actually getting this to work, and we actually coordinated a time. Pretty cool, right? I know. It's it's pretty cool, and I am here with all the Animal Crossing kids. Animal Crossing kids, say hi to Will. Hi, Will. <laughs> you guys. So this is the first time that we've ever used the like remote feature, um, and it's kind of cool, but you said you've done this before. Yeah, one or two episodes on my show um, with a friend, because we couldn't coordinate the time to come over. So we just did it. Oh, that's actually really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So especially for stuff like this, where like, you know, I mean, it's coronavirus time and it might be harder to get a, you know, in the same room with people. It's nice to be able to do this. Oh yeah, for sure. Really cool feature. It is. It's a really cool feature. So um, we wanted to start off by just kind of asking some general questions about you. Um, and because this is all remote, I already texted you this, but the kids are going to raise their hands and we're going to try to do this um, like in as coordinated a way as possible so that we don't talk over you. Um, but I wanted to start off, if it's okay, just kind of, could you tell us a little bit about what got you started podcasting? Um, is this something that you always wanted to do or did you like listen to a podcast and think like I could do that? What was it for you? Yeah, so um, great question. Um, I've always listened to a ton of podcasts, um, like science ones when I'm going to bed and stuff, um, like story podcasts and stuff. And then my buddy started a podcast just uh, like, I don't know, in his spare time. It wasn't like a huge thing for him and it wasn't really a huge thing for me either. And I always watch videos and I thought it was a great way to like get it all out of my system instead of like ranting to my friends about all the new gaming news, I could just make a cool podcast about it. So I have weekly episodes and I love what I do and it's just really cool to get my, uh, get the word out there about what I love. So yeah. For sure. I think for us, it's maybe a little bit easier because we have a bunch of gamers in the house. <laughs> and so we get to have like a bunch of conversations. Do you have like siblings that talk with you about video games? Well, I have a little sister. Um, she's really sweet. I'm trying to get her to play more video games on the Switch we bought like two years back. So Got yeah. it. So maybe at some point you'll have somebody in-house that you can talk video games with? Yeah, for sure. What about your parents? Are they gamers at all? Um, I mean, of course, they played like the NES and stuff back in the day, but they're not huge gaming fans. Although every now and then they'll join in on like a party game. It will okay. all play together. Have you ever gotten them to like play some of the old classic Nintendo games on the Switch? 
Um, yeah, the original Mario Bros. I got my dad to hop on once. And, um, we're gonna try <laughs> soon here Tech Mobile, which oh, you can play yeah. if you have Switch Online, yeah. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Because, yeah, I remember that game. I definitely, obviously, played Super Mario back in the day. In fact, there's this hilarious photo that actually is right over here of me sitting on a couch back in the day mm-hmm. with my little sister beside me. And she <laughs> has, like, the Nintendo Zapper gun. And I have the original Nintendo controller in my hand and I'm clearly playing and she's clearly bored out of her mind and wishes that she could die. Like she does not want to be there. <laughs> so um, yeah, we, we totally, we, we dig it. I think for a lot of parents, like the Nintendo, the original NES was like the thing that introduced them to video gaming in general. Um, yep. So how long have you been doing your podcast? Ooh, let's see here. I think I'm coming up on two months. I started uh, mid-February, I believe. Um, okay. Yeah, I really changed the format of the podcast and the style. Um, I mostly do like game reviews and just kind of discussions about gaming news and stuff. Yeah. Which, Every now and then I'll pull a friend on to talk about like a special topic, but that's pretty much it. Yeah, and that was actually one of the things that I liked about your podcast was that um, I also really like you were not just talking about games, but you were super real about things that you thought were good and things that you thought were bad. Mm-hmm. I remember one of the very first things that I listened to you talk about was the Nintendo Lego crossover. Um, oh, yeah. With yeah. And, and all of that coming. And actually, like, they've now introduced that there's different outfits that you can dress Mario in, I guess. They give him different powers. Um, and I, I don't understand how any of that is going to work. I don't understand how walking a Cat Mario up a wall, a Lego Cat Mario up a wall... Like, how is that actually going to, like, register within the game? Anyways, all of that is just, like, totally beside the point. But um, but it was cool to hear you, like, actually, like, dig deep into some of these things. And, and especially, like, talk about stuff that's super real to kids, which is, like, hey, this Lego thing is expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think that for a lot of older people who do, like, gaming podcasts and stuff, they don't necessarily think about it um, from, like, a kid's perspective. Um, and so that's actually one of the strengths about your podcast. And I think also one of the strengths about our podcast too, is kind of getting kids opinions. Wait, so I thought we could jump into Animal Crossing specifically. Um, and maybe the, the, my, my kids are going to jump in and ask you some questions too. And I'll like point at them and they can ask their question. Uh, but I just wanted to start off by, are you like into animal crossing the way we are, which is maybe a little bit obsessive or are you just like, Hey, this is decent. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, animal crossing is definitely one of my favorite games, uh, probably right up there with smash bros and, uh, this indie game called shovel Knight. Um, I've been playing, like, I think I've been playing Animal Crossing since Wild World on the DS. Played wow. on the, uh, like, Pocket Camp, um, Happy Home Designer, all those. But, um, this one is looking to be one of my favorites. I've already clocked in tons of hours on the Switch. Um, just grinding away and making my time look pretty good. Wow, that's, that's super impressive. So you're the opposite of us. We are all total Animal Crossing noobs. Yep. Um, and most of the time, we don't even know what we're talking about. In fact, one of our earliest emails was from somebody saying, hey, can you please fact check the things you were saying? And we're <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, so of all of those different like iterations of Animal Crossing that you have played, like you said, this one might be 
your favorite but like which one previous to this was your favorite oh that's a tough question they all have really unique aspects um like city folk with like the whole like urban developed town where you can pretty much travel to another area um which i think was the second animal crossing game um had a lot more features than the first but was still kind of bland i'm probably gonna go with new leaf um because i think that's the one i played the most and um probably like really got me into gaming i'd say um and of course yeah that was on the 3ds right oh yeah and it had like the diving feature and stuff and that was super cool right right and there's been some hints that maybe they're going to bring that to uh to new horizons but we'll see we don't know uh i've heard that too yeah tell us about that what what is the diving like because that sounds pretty cool so basically if you're um you put on this wetsuit and you can jump off um cliffs on your island that go directly into water or just walk on the beach and you can swim around and if you see a little bubbly spot you can press the a button and you'll dive down bring it back up so it's not a challenge to like catch stuff like fish but i guess the bubble spots can like move away so you do have to go find them but it's probably the easiest form of catching critters got it and was it all just about catching animals or was there like sometimes treasure what what was it like um i mean i guess you could swim for fun and jumping off cliffs was pretty cool but every now and then you'd find um i forgot this character's name but it was an npc little red otter who carried like a shell and you could find him floating and he just gives you like funny anecdotes or quotes from his life <laughs> yeah just <laughs> that, a little that sounds like a very nintendo sort of thing to do that you would just find a random otter yep <clears throat> he would just talk to you about his life that sounds yeah. yeah that sounds absolutely like it um okay well then we're gonna go right for our specific questions about animal crossing um since you have played it a bunch probably maybe even more than us uh so we'll talk we'll start with Aton. Aton, what was your question about animal crossing um what is your favorite reaction Oh, that's a good one. Um, oh, that's tough. It's probably distress. Um, I do a lot of trading through the Animal Crossing community and the Discord servers and stuff. And so it's like you get a bad deal. It's so funny to like um, go up and do the distress emotion and they'll like feel bad for you and give you bells. I used to do that so much as a kid. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So as a way to like get more bells out of people. Yep. Like in sorry, I'm all, I'm gonna go off track a bit here. But in the go in the it. old game New Leaf, you could go to Tormer's Island for, with other people and like chat through the simple chat bar. And um, I just like beg for bells since I was so broke. Um, as like a little awesome. yeah, like a little ten year old. So I just do the distress emo, and they'd be like, "Oh, here you go. Here's a million bells." <laughs> That's awesome. So it's like a cute kid leveraging his his cuteness for for getting bells yep um that's pretty awesome so distressed all right eliana what was your specific animal crossing question um who is your favorite villager okay this is a this is a really good question um i've had crazy luck with villagers do you guys know who marshall is yes Yes. i have marshall yeah i had i actually had him in in my uh, new leaf town um and he's one of my favorites but uh if you guys have ever heard of gabby the bunny to Gabby? No. No, probably not. She's not very well known, but she's super sweet, and I've had her in, like, two of my Animal Crossing towns, um, and I brought her into this one with an amiibo card I had, um, and I also met this really cool one named Joey. I had no idea who he was, but I found him on an island. He's, like, a cute little yellow duck, and he's super goofy and stuff, so he's one of my faves now. 
So those are your top three. Yeah. Do you have any favorites that you're still trying to track down or that you're thinking about maybe ordering like the Amiibos or anything? Yeah, Um. maybe a super late game after I customize my talent and stuff. I'm thinking for going for like Octavian and Bo. Those are two really popular ones and super sweet too. So I'd be glad to have them. Do you like the sweeter villagers or like the grumpy ones or the lazy ones? Or like, what's your favorite like emotional type of villager? Yeah, that's a good question. My favorite's probably lazy. Um, I always see- Lots of people like lazy, yeah. I like peppy. Yeah, Eitan likes Peppy. It's interesting. We have uh, we have a guy named John. Uh, we just started up our own Discord, and we actually went over and did a watering party oh, with yeah. him. And he was saying that Lazy is his favorite personality type too. Um, so, uh, Lev, what was your question? Um, what's your Will? star rating? Right now, it's four. Um, I've just now been like building juice bars and a whole diner area, which took me forever to get. Um, but now that I have the money, um, I did some turnip exchanges, buying for like 90 and selling for 500 for NMTs. No mile tickets. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's four right now. Um, I've been trying to buy more items and putting down pathways, but just working on the layout yeah. of the town and stuff. Yeah, it took a while for me to, I just got four uh, stars the other day took a while because you do have to kind of develop a bunch right yeah i feel like the so, longest jump is between three and four that took me forever to get uh, to get yeah yeah it, it took it took me a long time too um i think it's interesting because one of the things you're talking about is turnips and we actually like have just started really getting into this and actually i had like a high turnip sell price last Ooh. week it was like 550 Dang. or something like that and so I actually hosted for the first time and had people come That's over. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, and it was interesting. It was like an interesting experience because you are just kind of like babysitting people over and over and over again who are all coming and like, you know, maybe dra- drop a stack of turnips or like a Nook Mile ticket or something. And then they go in and then they come out and then they want to type something and then you type something <laughs> to them with a simple chat, you know? And so it's just like this thing of like, it's, it's definitely like, sort of painful but you know i mean you get bells and like they obviously get way more bells than than you would now how many times have you done that how many times have you like gone somewhere maybe to buy low and then gone somewhere to sell high i think twice but i bought like two whole inventories of turnips so i'm stacked on bells right now okay and then this brings up for me i think a really important question which is and you could even answer this from a historical view of like all Animal Crossing games. I kind of feel like this is a game that is designed to be taken slow. You know, like everything is trying to slow you down and some of that might just be what's broken and they need to fix, but it feels like even with the way that you acquire bells and everything kind of feels like Nintendo's trying to say, hey, slow down, take your time, build up over time. And so there's this constant tension to like maybe get more bells so you can actually like do the improvements so you can boost your ranking. What what has it been historically? Like, has there always been this tension of like just trying to get bells? It sounds like it, cause you were out like begging for bells at one point, but like, has it always been this way? And then do you think that it's possible to like get so many bells that you actually kind of break the fun of the game because then you don't have that tension anymore? Yeah, that is a really good question, thanks. Um, so I feel like this game with crafting um, and stuff, it's this is one of the more structured ones, I feel like, and the tutorial's like two weeks long, of course. Like you gotta build the museum, yeah. get the rating, have KK come. 
Um, so it isn't like that in the other games. Most of the other games, you just move into a town. In New Leaf, you're mayor, which is super cool. But the others, you move into a town, and you're, like, kind of the main representative, and everyone meets you. And it's just really chill, and there's not really an objective, so you can pretty much do whatever you like. But in this one, you're building up a town from scratch with the help of Tom Nook and making pathways. And um, I, I've been trying not to rush through the game. Um, I've been taking it kind of slow, because, of course, like, once you you start playing a lot and then you look at your town and you're like what have i done because it's weird to um you started like just the wildness and kind of the nature of your island it doesn't necessarily right. get destroyed but it's just weird to think about and um i usually don't like having too many bills i usually keep um like two to three million in my bank account i don't like going overboard with that because uh, if you're rich and everything um, it just kind of takes away a lot of the structure, and bells really drive you forward in this game. Um, like, it requires you to go fishing for bells, um, trading turnips, and really, probably stocking up bells provides you with the most activity out of anything else. So that's just my thought on it. Yeah, I think they, they've kind of developed a dual driving system, if that makes sense. One is kind of bells, and the other is now like the Nook Miles. And, and how kind of integral those are to, you know, maybe getting new villagers or finding rare things, finding rare flowers, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Which one do you feel drives you more? Do you feel like the quest for bells or the quest for Nook Miles drives you more just on a daily basis? Probably Nook Miles. Um, Cause I mean, like, I always like to have some bells just to, I don't, stocking up isn't my main, like, uh, it's not one of my main things I do, but the Nookbar feature is super cool. I um, like you can use them to trade for big villagers like Raymond. Um, do any of you guys have Raymond? We do not. No, none of us have Raymond. And I'm becoming aware that that's like he's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people are dropping like 200 Nook Miles tickets for him. It's crazy. That, that is crazy. That's a lot of Nook Miles yep. tickets. Um, Holy cow. Yeah, I like the Nook Miles Plus. That's like kind of a daily quest system. Um, and you can use them via a lot of cool items. Uh, to kind of improve your gameplay, I guess. Like, the hairstyle stuff is kind of cool. Um, yeah, and was it like that in previous games where you could use Nook Miles? I mean, is Nook Miles, like, a, a thing that has even been in other oh, games? Oh, Nook Miles is brand new, um, but they've had other items, okay. like tickets or fortune cookies and stuff like that that also serve that purpose. Got it. So there's always kind of a rare currency, if you will, and so that's kind of what Nook Miles yeah. is this time. this is probably, like... They really mix it up, and I like the way they did it. This is really cool, the Nook Miles. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it is actually really neat. We we actually really like it a lot. Um, some of us have more Nook Miles than others because some people use theirs and other people don't. I have right now like 60,000 Nook Miles. I have like 10,000. Yeah, Lev has 10,000. How many do you have, Eitan? Zero. Zero. Eitan uses his Nook Miles. What about you, Eliana? Do you, do you remember how many Nook Miles you have? I don't know, I think it's like, uh, 12,000? Okay. So, Will, one of the things that we kind of wanted to conclude with or towards the end is I just wanted to get your feedback, especially since you've played a lot of the Animal Crossing games, on what 
is good about New Horizons and maybe things that you think Nintendo should patch or make better? Yeah, well, um, I've been hooked on watching data mine videos because uh, there's tons of missing features in this game. Of course, they did add crafting and putting down outdoor furniture, which is like, that wasn't in the older games. What do, you, do you guys like that feature that you can pretty much... Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yes. For sure. We really like the crafting. Although, I mean, it is a little disappointing when things break on a regular mm-hmm. basis. That part is a little frustrating. Um, but I didn't know that you couldn't put things outside before. Oh yeah, they like, introduced that in Pocket Camp, which is yeah. Okay. And that's the mobile one, right? Mm-hmm. And that's like the one that came out after New Leaf. Shortly after New Leaf, like, and actually, shortly after like the second New Leaf update, they added some new stuff, and that's when Pocket Camp came out. Got it. And so before that, <clears throat> it was just decorating the interior of your house. I mean, is that the only thing you Pretty would Pretty much, yeah. I mean, you could p- plant flowers and make pathways with custom designs. Um, but New Leaf, there was public works projects, quote unquote. Since you were the mayor, um, you could like make new buildings and um. Uh, like, you could build a police station and a dream suite where you could visit people's islands. And those features have yet to be in this game. Um, but you could, like, create statues for just to beauty up the town, but you couldn't put anything outside. Wow. That, yeah, honestly, that's pretty huge. Because when I think about the things that I really love about my island, a lot of it is being able to, like, terraform and move things around. Although I'm keeping my island really, really natural. I'm just doing just enough terraforming that I can put bridges across rivers and other things. Uh, but I'm pretty much trying to keep my natural. But almost everything. I mean, wouldn't you guys agree? Like, once you start getting into the actual terraforming and designing of the island, being able to put stuff outside is huge. Yes. No. No? Not for you, Eliana? No. Um, I like it all natural. Like, I can't remember the last time I terraformed. Okay. Uh, but what about placing things outside? Because I know, like, you placed, like, a flower cart and some of the things, right? So there are some things that you can place outside that kind of make it more beautiful, right? Yeah. So you do like that? Yeah, I just don't terraform. Okay. All right. So, but placing items outside. Aton, I know for you, you have a whole urban sort of theme going. Yours would not be possible, it sounds like. Um, that would be sad. Would you cry? No. <laughs> you would Probably cry. not. <laughs> All right. What about you, Lev? Being able to place things outside, that's kind of a big deal. Yeah, because, like, my island wouldn't be a three-star rating if I didn't have stuff outside. Yeah, well, I. how did they do star ratings before, Will? Was that even a um, thing? I actually don't. I can't really remember. I mean, I guess you could always ask Isabel, like, how your island's doing and stuff, and she'd give you some feedback like uh how the people are feeling and you could just talk to villagers too and they'd be like oh i love your town or stuff like that you usually wouldn't get negative feedback it just always be kind of like stuff that's new that they like that's interesting because now having a five five star island is it's even tied to a couple of rare items <laughs> yeah. right i mean like the gold watering can and the lily valley like there are things that are specifically tied to the five star rating and that that didn't exist before um, yeah, I mean, I remember the Lily of the Valley, it was called the Jacob's Ladder in the other games. Um, okay. which is, I found it, I wasn't super big in the old games, like, I know I watch videos on it, and devote a lot of my time to the game. I did play a lot. Um, but I just remember the Lily of the Valley spawning, um, and of course when you, like, upgrade your shops, um, like, you get up, upgrade Timmy and Tommy's little shack to, like, a full urban, like, huge emporium in the other games, 
And the more you upgraded, yeah, the wow. cooler items you could buy. You could eventually get, like, you could just buy gold fishing rods. It's crafting wasn't a thing back then. Oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And so it was more about the upgrading of the structures so you could get the cooler yeah. things. Yeah, that's really interesting. Wow, well, man, you sound like you know a lot. We actually probably should interview you more often <laughs> because I'm learning a ton from you. Um, we actually did start up a Discord. Um, I would really love for you to pop in there and like drop some some hints and, and tips or or just participate in it. We're actually trying to set it up for watering parties too because we almost got gold sparkles the other day. We went over to John's Island. Um, all four of us went over and then he was watering, but we forgot that it was five friends plus you. And so he, he invited in his girlfriend and right when he invited in his girlfriend, it crashed and it bounced us all Ooh. off the island. And uh, we well, no, almost got gold sparkles. Yeah, it's like she watered, she watered like one flower and we heard him because we were online with him and he's like, oh my gosh, the gold sparkles, do you see it? And all of us were like, no, we just got disconnected. It was so sad. Um, we didn't get disconnected till later. We saw regular sparkles. We didn't see the gold sparkles because I think it's only the island owner. We got disconnected right after he saw the gold sparkles. I yeah, think everybody can see the gold sparkles. I think, and I think that was part of it was starting to crash. Like, I think it was starting to freak out that we had so many people on the island, which I think part of it is Nintendo ne needs to fix their net code. I mean, their online stuff just in general is kind of weak sauce. Oh, yeah. um, in fact, I heard that like the big fighting game tournament that's actually going on, which is normally held in person, they're actually not having Smash Bros be part of it this year because all of it is distance because of COVID, because of coronavirus. And so the net code for Smash Bros is so bad that they actually can't have a viable tournament yeah. online because they can't guarantee yeah, results. That's a problem. Yeah, that's a problem. Like Nintendo definitely needs to work on that. Um, wow. Well, Will, it has really been wonderful to be able thank to talk you. with you and thank you for your expertise. Um, and before you go, will you please let people know how they can find you online and listen to your podcast? Great. Um, so I do a gaming podcast, um, usually two or three episodes a week. Game reviews, I cover lots of topics, mainly Nintendo, but you can find anything there. Um, it's called Gamer Guy Podcast, available on like Apple, um, Google, or Anchor. Um, or you can just look it up on your computer, um, anchor.fm slash will-kink. And that's how you can get to my um, podcast website or to search up Gamer Guy Podcast or Will Kink in Apple or anywhere else you get podcasts. So yeah. That's really cool. And we will definitely have it in our show notes too. Uh, we've had it oh, on yeah. there for Thank a while. But, uh, yeah, we would really love to come and, and discuss some other video game stuff um, because we're not just a Nintendo-only family. Uh, we have a PS4. Uh, we didn't jump in on Xbox this generation. We used to have a Wii U. We used to have a Wii U. Um, uh, but, yeah, I mean, I've been gaming forever, so I've had most consoles, uh, including the Atari Jaguar nice. back in the day. Uh, which is one that not many people had. Um, but yeah, we would love to talk more video games with you in the future. Great, man. yeah. I'd totally be open to having you on my show. You can talk about, like, you can pick a topic that you're passionate about. You know, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would be really, really cool. In fact, maybe it might be neat to talk about once PlayStation drops a little bit more information about their next gen. It might be kind of interesting to talk through uh, the potential benefits and detriments of each of the next gen systems. Um, yeah, so that would that'd be kind of cool. Um, plus, when Lego 
uh, slash Mario drops, it would be interesting to maybe actually talk through what that looks like. Okay, yeah, I'd be down for any of those. Sounds sounds good. Very cool. All right. Well, thank you, Will. Um, We'll we'll say goodbye to you, um, and we really appreciate you coming on. All right. Thank you so much. I love being on. Bye. All right. See you later. Bye. Before we get going today, we wanted to talk briefly about watering parties and almost getting to see gold sparkles. So last week, um, we got together with John finally. We've been talking about getting together with John and we actually were able to go over to his island and he came over to a few of our islands and we all watered for each other. And we really thought, we really thought we were gonna see golden sparkles. Um, The four of us, Aton and Eliana and Lev and me, we all went over to John's Island and we all watered and he watered and then we all stood there and we were like, where's the gold sparkles? Remember that? Yeah. I I had to get on Google really quick and be like, wait, how many people are supposed to water to get gold sparkles? And what did we find out? Six. You have to have six people total. Five plus the host. Five plus the host. So John really quickly invited his girlfriend and she came over and it was like almost as soon as she started watering, he thought he saw a gold sparkle like for a moment and then something glitched and like our whole like internet went down and like we got kicked off the island and we think it was maybe our, our like internet's like fault. Or, uh, it might have been also that like we have a lot of things happening right now on our internet at home um, on our network just because of COVID-19 and every part of school is now distance learning. Uh, Anyway, so it might have been because of that too, but for whatever the reason, we didn't quite see gold sparkles, but I know it was sad. It really was, but we actually did get some cool results. So John has a five-star island, which means that he has the recipe, the DIY for gold watering can golden watering cans and those are really cool and so we actually brought him materials to make us golden watering cans and then we all watered our black roses with the gold watering cans and Lev I'll let you talk about what happened for you first um so the day after we watered I actually because everyone came and gave me watering parties I actually got my first golden rose and so I put it up, and then actually like a few more days of watering and just waiting. Um, today, I actually got two more golden roses, which was kind of weird because I was the only person who watered, but the last time it was like four people watered, but I only got one, and I got two from when I only watered. So it was like a roll of the dice. It is, and that's the random part about flower breeding in Animal Crossing is it's a roll of the dice. Um, but I know also, Aton, tell um, us what you got. I got a golden rose today, and it was just me, and I'm very happy. Now I have two gold roses. Okay, so you had a golden rose before also? Mm-hmm. From that first watering party? No, the day after that first one. Right, yeah. but it was because oh, yeah, yeah, of yeah, yeah. that watering party. Okay, mm-hmm. so now you have two, and you have three yep. golden roses. And Eliana, how many gold roses do you have? We don't know. Zero as far as I know. 
Right, because her Nintendo Switch happens to be in another castle right now. Yeah. But <laughs> that was a Nintendo joke. Did you guys get that? When you oh, get to yeah. the end of a level in the original Mario Brothers, you find Toad, and Toad's like, hey, thanks for rescuing me, but our princess is in another castle. Oh, yes. Like in Mario Odyssey? Right. Happens the same thing. So I did actually take two of my black roses, and when we went over to Eliana's for her watering party, I dropped off my black roses right in front of her beautiful flower cart, which is right in front of her house, by her beautiful flower-lined pond. I mean, it really is beautiful. Um, and I personally watered those with a golden watering can. And how many gold roses does she have? X. Zero. Because we don't know. Well, maybe X also. But since then, she hasn't seen any gold roses develop. Guess who also has not seen a single golden rose out of this wonderful experiment? Bob the Builder. That Bob the Builder. No, wait. No, me. Josh from Little Roads. And I'm not bitter very much. It's fine. But he is bitter. No, I'm not bitter. I'm actually just kind of excited because when they actually do come, it's going to be a really cool thing. It's going to, like, it's building up suspense. It is. It's building up suspense. Anyways, we have an invitation for all of you out there. We now have a Discord. And if you don't know what a Discord is, you can Google that and find out about it. But it's basically an online community. And you can get together and you can do text chatting on it. Um, but we also set up some voice chat channels on there too. Uh, because Nintendo doesn't support voice chat um, natively, at least for Animal Crossing, so that you can actually get together with five other people coming over to your island and voice chat and actually have a watering party. And we also have a general text category where you can text chat with other people and you can be like, hey, like who wants to be able to do a watering party this week? These are the times that I'm available. Anyways, we would love for you to check that out. Um, and you can actually find the invitation to our Discord on our website. Our website is now live. Um, you can get to it in a couple different ways. You can just type in animalcrossingkids.com and it'll go right to it. Or you can go to the Ruby fam, T-H-E-R-U-B-Y-F-A-M, Com, and that will also go to the same place and you can check out our Discord. We would love to see you there because someday we want to see gold sparkles. Someday. Someday. <laughs> gold sparkles. We love you. Come home. Gold sparkles. Anyways, I'm going to have a little bit of the audio footage of us almost having gold sparkles from the other day just after this break. Thanks for being with us today. Just wanted to quickly remind you that you can go to animalcrossingkids.com and you can see all the places that we are on the interwebs, uh, YouTube, our Twitch channel, our Discord, if you wanna try to figure out watering parties or maybe good turnip prices this week. Also, if you're actually kind of wondering what we physically look like, there's even some pictures of us there. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Anyways, for today, this is Tuesday, May 26th. This is the Animal Crossing Kids signing off. Three, two, one. Bye! Bye. That's that's so weird. Wait, no, bro, it says I have internet.
I know. I don't. I don't. Oh, I love his armor better than mine. It bounced us. Well, but I'm glad at least we got to see some. We got to see some of. Oh my gosh! Could not perform DNS name resolution. Okay, so I'm gonna reset our router. I don't know what just happened to us, but I'm Wait. glad we called you. What's a router? Very, very weird. Something.